Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C., with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art, with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Peace and blessings, family. Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Um, how you doing, my love? I'm pretty well. How are you? I can't complain. So what's today's topic? Today's topic is patterns. Okay. I think that just in general, in life, mm. things happen cyclically. Mm-hmm. It repeats itself. Peace. And- but it can show up in different forms in different ways. Okay. And before I get into that, I just wanted to give a few examples, and then we can discuss and figure out where the patterns lie. Okay, no problem. So, as of July 29th, 150,000 Americans have died from COVID-19. That is freaking tragic. 150,000. Jeez Louise. All races have been significantly, significantly impacted by coronavirus with family members unable to be by their loved one's side if hospitalized. Mm. So imagine if I got sick and the only way that you can check up on me is through FaceTime or Zoom. Heartbroken. And, you know, if I don't make it, then you can't see me or be by my side or go to my funeral. Just having someone, like, ripped away from you, man. Yeah, without... It, It has to be devastating. So from the time that they were admitted into the hospital Mm. like that's the last time you would see them that's terrible yeah this is a very terrible illness uh, that i believe most americans aren't taking very seriously um you can see that with the videos that have been circulating with people partying partying people that are fighting you know essential workers to say i don't want to wear a mask yeah i don't have to wear a mask because this is america yeah but um that's frightening and i think um there are also people who don't even have a choice that are getting the virus Mm. like don't even want to follow the rules but can't because they aren't able to work remotely Essential workers. Essential workers. um, You know, either work at a hospital or at the grocery store. Bus drivers, city workers. child care providers. Yeah, yeah. Um, We are all in this pandemic together. But guess which racial group is suffering from the pandemic the most? Black and brown people, as usual. Why is that? I believe that um, we suffer from things like this the most is because we're in close proximity to each other um especially in inner cities like dc new york um baltimore boston whatever um we're usually so close especially apartment buildings and stuff like that um it's hard to keep track of and um if people quote unquote don't follow the rules like Wearing a mask is it's going to impact even harder. Mm-hmm. And social distance and all that. So I've also noticed in our own neighborhood, people don't social distance. Not at all. Or don't wear their mask where it should be. 
So you have the mask on, but it's probably on your chin or not covering your nose. Um, I was at the park doing a photo shoot, uh, what was it, last week or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, there were a bunch of people, I guess, celebrating something. But they were outside, no mask on, having a cookout, had a, a freaking moon bounce. Like, the kids were out there. Like, people are not taking it as seriously as they should, maybe because they don't see anybody they know affected. being affected. You know, so... Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a, a crazy situation. It's very crazy. And for those that get coronavirus, they still may have underlying health issues mm-hmm. and disabilities that have come with that virus mm-hmm. that may affect, you know, their brain, mm-hmm. their lungs. So it's, it's pretty serious. And I feel like 150,000 is a huge number. It's, it's crazy, man. The virus... Since March. Seems to be more like a, a parasite than an actual virus if it just latches on to you for life. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about COVID and how anytime there's a crisis or anytime there's something that happens mm. uh, for all races... Mm. It seems like black and brown people get the short end of the stick. Mm. And I was trying to figure out where that may have came from or how it came to be. Mm. Like what, what does, what, like why are there disparities in between different races and what has caused us to suffer more than maybe, you know, an Asian or a white person. Mm. Do you have an idea? Uh, I don't want to get too conspiracy theory um, theorists, but maybe it's population control. Um, they claim that the virus was uh, created in a lab in, uh, I guess, China or something like that. Mm. And if it's a man-made virus, um, maybe they had intentions on releasing it to the people you know Mm -hmm. if it's sitting there and being created so um maybe it's just another form of population control yeah because i also think about those that have been hospitalized for coronavirus that have been black Mm. i was reading an article saying that there's two options right Mm. you can either test positive for covid and be hospitalized, depending mm-hmm. on what they believe, you know, how, whether or not you're suffering significantly from it or they think you can recover from it at home without being hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Um, so that option, I read that mostly black and Latino people are being hospitalized yeah. and white people are being sent home. Yeah. And it's either because we've had other underlying health issues and like diabetes yes um glaucoma weight um, autoimmune diseases that make the virus even worse for us and that just opens up a a whole new rabbit hole Mm -hmm. like what created these autoimmune diseases um look at flint michigan with the waters crisis mm-hmm. um they're still having underlying effects like health issues due to the water Absolutely. or kids who go to school with um what's 
like really bad pain. Um, what's it called? Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know the word. Yeah, but it's like old paint that mm-hmm. messes up your. Uh, you ref- also have mold. Ref- respiratory mm-hmm. system. You have mold. You have um, food. Asbe- is it asbestos? Asbestos. Yeah. yeah. And then you have food that um, doesn't help develop like good respiratory system. Like um, instead of a grocery store in the neighborhood, it's like a corner store full of like junk right. food and sweets and stuff. So it doesn't really help um, you build your immune system. You we know you and I know that food is healthy. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it, I think it's a. a it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. One thing that leads to the other. and Patterns. Yeah. Naturally, I feel as black people, as Latino people, we aren't born with these issues. Mm-mm. I mean, if we were born with these issues, it was a generational thing. But mm-hmm. originally, I don't think we just were born with diabetes and heart disease. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Yeah. And I think part of the reason, like you mentioned, is the lack of access Mm -hmm. to certain things in our own neighborhood how many grocery stores do we have (laughs) i think uh two that are walkable absolutely not we have maybe one that's walkable but it'll take us about 30 minutes to an hour to get there picture grabbing enough groceries for a large family and you're the only one walking there like it's mm, impossible it's impossible but i've experienced that around 1999 when my mom was still <laughs> a single person with a child mm. um we used to live in chillum in maryland mm-hmm. and that's be- before like you know it was the arts district and it looked kind of fancy it was gentrified <laughs> well it's still one of those places where it's very diverse but mm-hmm. um we did not have very many options as far as grocery stores. So the one grocery store that we had that wasn't an international food store was yeah. Shoppers. And you know how Shoppers is like. It's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. Yeah. And your produce may not be as fresh as it should be. Mm-hmm. But we would get maybe four bags worth of groceries. So I take two. Mm-hmm. Mommy takes two. At that time, she was probably like 95 pounds, mm-hmm. and I was seven or eight years old. We would have to walk from shoppers to our apartment building, which was 45 minutes away. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that close if you had to walk. Mm-hmm. It probably would have been a 10-minute drive. Not everybody has a car, you know? Not everybody has a car, and it's definitely not like downtown D.C. Mm-hmm. where you see a uh, Harris Teeters, a Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. Trader you have Joe's options as on far as every what you want corner. to get. Yeah, on every corner. And also because I was just coming from Zimbabwe to the states, walking into the grocery store, and this only happened when we went to like Shoppers, but not a giant in Tacoma Park. Mm-hmm. I would break out knives every time we went to the produce section. That that's crazy. I think uh, a lot of that is the the type of chemicals that they spray on it to keep it fresh or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely a a food desert. And it's proven that certain foods help the body's defenses against disease, um, especially fruits, vegetables, um, 
brain development. Of course. You know, which is why I believe that there's a lot of like, quote unquote, learning disabilities in inner communities Mm -hmm. because if all your all your if all you're eating and drinking is junk food like how without uh, having nutrition in your diet or substance like how does Mm -hmm. that help improve your 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 immune system your 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 body your your temple like it doesn't do anything it doesn't benefit anything yeah and I'll, i'll speak on I'm going to probably sound a little bit crunchy, but Mm. a lot of black people and brown people in our communities don't breastfeed Mm -hmm. and are quick to use formula. That's Mm. not a problem, but studies have found that if you breastfeed a child, that also is good and healthy because what is formula? I don't know what's why. Saying. Why I know, but I'm saying like, why is formula supposed to be better if it's man-made compared yeah. to something that's naturally nutritious for you? Yeah. And yeah. there are there are there are known to be health risks and health issues that end up happening with you know formula-fed children. Yeah. So. I mean, there's no money in the cure. It's only money in like the prescriptions and mm-hmm. big pharma drugs and stuff like that. So. Yeah. It's like people are creating these situations just so they can benefit from it. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds like a conspiracy, but when every when you add everything up, is is it's like right there in your face. Yeah. You know, but um, this COVID situation is is extremely tragic. Um. It hits it hits home for me now that I have you know a family you mm-hmm. and our son and especially my mom who has um, an immune deficiency you know mm-hmm. with rheumatoid arthritis it it breaks every day everything down in your body you know right that's why it took so long for me to feel comfortable to go visit her yeah especially when it first happened like March April May June around yeah. that time because I knew my exposure working with kids Mm. that I may have been asymptomatic and for us going there I would not have felt comfortable if she got sick yeah and the same for my own family it took like three months for us to actually like go over there Mm. and visit even visiting though it's it's risky because you want to see these loved ones and you Mm. have these urges to be social and go outside but you can get coronavirus yeah naturally like humanity or social people like we have to yeah yeah, we have to visit our tribes and and feel that yeah feel that energy you know right but this this um it seems like every few years we get a different pandemic or a different virus if it's yeah swine Swine flu flu, spanish flu ebola i think naturally that's what happens when you have so many things going on and so many things happening. Mm. Um, ethnic groups that are intermixing. Mm. We have, I feel like the world has gotten so much smaller because mm. we have access to travel. We have access to different people, which yeah. is a great thing. But sometimes I feel like that's how things spread. I mean, history shows us what happened to the Native Americans. You know, Awful. yeah. Uh, diseases that you know europeans 
who had them, like their immune system, um, it didn't affect Europeans' immune system like that. But mm-hmm. people who aren't e- exposed, exposed to, to it, that will pass. You, you know, know will, will same die. thing happened in Australia to the Aborigines. Definitely, yeah, the uh, indigenous Australians you know, experienced that as well with so, smallpox. It happens. Like I, I feel like it naturally happens, but it takes a while for people to be immune to certain diseases yeah. or like illnesses. The body has to take the time to like react to. Right. That's why we it. supposedly have vaccines for things. Mm. But I also learned that, you know, as years pass by, there's there's going to be a pandemic that happens, mm-hmm. and I think we were warned of this pandemic, but nobody took action. Yeah. What are your feelings of it being a man-made virus? Like I said before, man, I think it's population control. Mm. There's 7.5 billion people on the planet right now. And and babies uh, are born every day. Every day. <laughs> and um, the way the system's set up is, is it can't keep up with making enough food and sending it to grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not sure why it was created, but I think it's a version of population control. Um and a certain group or groups came up with the idea that we we want to be we don't want to be the minority, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But so going back to food cuz I I want to learn like what your eating habits were in your family. Oh, and historically, terrible. because I know that a lot of family members that I have that are African-American compared to like my African family, yeah. the eating habits are very different. And as an African, naturally, you know exactly what nutritions you need mm. to thrive. And many of us don't eat junk food or yeah. like indulge in candy or donuts. It's not, you know, like that's not the central thing that we're focused on we're focused on what's going to get us through the day what's Mm going to make us full so we don't have to eat all day you know things that are sustainable and things that are just going to give us energy for the day yeah so i just wanted to learn from you like what was your eating what were your eating habits like and what did you learn did you learn anything about you know how much vegetables you should eat no nothing Mm -hmm. um it was terrible um you know historically the black community had to um create what we were given like we back in the slavery days we didn't get the best of meats or the best of produce or the best of resources mm-hmm. so we had to use that and create something out of it like um chitlins you know what i mean like pig intestines i used to crush that as a kid i used to think it was like the most amazing thing ever um but if you really think about it are we killing ourselves you know with these exactly foods? um Fried foods, a lot of fried fish, fried a lot of fish, a lot mac, of fried chicken, a lot of mac and cheese. You know, stuff that will create diabetes and respiratory issues and and gout. You know what I mean? Like things that will clog up. You know, your arteries. <laughs> your arteries. You know what I mean? Like a whole bunch of that. Um, I didn't really change my diet until uh. Maybe later in high school, early in college, um, when I started doing the research, like, why are we eating these things? Why, after a meal, I, 
I, inst- I instantaneously feel sleepy. You know, food is supposed to energize you. It's supposed to uh, fill up the tank, per se. You know, I'm not supposed to, like, feel sleepy, drowsy, and feel sick after a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started eating more salads. Uh, I started working out, and it felt like whenever I ate something he- heavy, it would weigh me down, and my joints started to hurt. And, mm-hmm. Um, I was allergic to certain things after like, okay, let's say if I stop eating fried chicken for like two weeks and then I go back and have a piece, um, my skin would start to itch. Mm. You know what I mean? It was like, um, it's like a drug in a, in a, in a way, yeah. you know? And um, sometimes you have to detoxify your body of all the different things that make you feel drowsy, sleepy, and bad. Um, and it's interesting because we don't really, in my, uh, mother's neighborhood, she doesn't, we didn't have like a lot of grocery stores like that provided good foods when I was growing up. Same. I mean, same when I moved here, it was a little bit alarming for me Yeah. because even at home, if we didn't have the items in the grocery store or... Like, we had the option to grow food. Mm. But that option in the city or, like, in the areas where we live here, it's not... You can't do it. It's you not get really fined. that possible. If you try to grow something out of your, your grass, your lawn, you get fined by the city. Like, they make it almost impossible for, to, you, to, for, mm. for you to grow your own food. So we can't grow food when we buy a house? I mean, we can, but it has to be... Um, I guess you got to get a certain permit or... It has to be raised garden beds. It can't be like on right. The lawn. So there's control over what you do yeah, with your it, property. Yeah, it's basically control of what you do with your property. So you mentioned to me a long time ago um, that you had high cholesterol. I had high blood pressure. Blood pressure. Mm. I used to eat a lot of pork. Yeah. I think I stopped eating pork around twelve or thirteen. But I'm talking like pig feet. I'm talking about honey baked hams. Mm. I could eat a whole slab of bacon by myself and don't and won't even sweat. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, my mom's took me to a doctor visit one day, and he was like, "Man, you got the blood pressure of like an eighty year old man." <gasps> no. Yeah, like. I, How old were you? About twelve or thirteen. Oh my god. And um, I was like, "What? What's going on?" Mm. And I had to think about it. Like, what is it that I'm eating? And then. I just came to the conclusion to stop eating pork. Mm. And my blood pressure just subsided and went down. Mm -hmm. You know, and I haven't had pork since then. I'm 30 now, you know what I mean? So a lot of the foods we eat affect our bodies in a major way. In a very major way. And I think that it goes beyond just the physical, like the feeling that you're you're feeling kind of like heavy Mm. and... I think it also has effects on our brain. Absolutely. It has effects on our mental state. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even it's, it's really funny how the food that we ate to survive, you know, the food that we were just given mm-hmm. and we had no choice to eat becomes our cultural food. Yeah, collard greens. A lot of pig products, a lot of pies. (laughs) Right. But it's, it's, we made something that was ugly and considered to be vile as something 
amazing. I mean, know? that's just us like, as a in culture. General, like, you know we what just, I mean? Yeah. Like, especially when it comes to like music and stuff like mm-hmm. that. A lot of people didn't like jazz music back in the day. Yeah, that's it was the, the devil's, devil's music, music or rock and roll when it first started. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we created, um, it's like relished and, and, and appreciated now yeah. by other cultures. Definitely. You can mm. turn trash into a diamond. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, bad eating habits, lack of exercise is another. Mm. I think the lack of exercise comes in with having so much on our plates. Yeah. Some people will find time to do it, but I think a lot of people who have a lot of responsibilities yeah. and then are also faced with so many other emotional things and mental things that they have to go through. I think it's tough to take that step to make sure that you're being physically fit. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Do you think lack of nutrition and lack of exercise uh, can cause depression? Yes, I mm. do. Um, definitely. Because I've noticed that in myself. Mm. I think that in 2017 2018 when we were very active in the gym Mm. for a straight year my whole mindset my whole way of thinking my drive changed yeah in a positive way and i generally don't eat well now those habits have come back but i i generally don't have issues with eating too much or eating bad things mm. so at the time eliminating things uh, those things out of my diet was wasn't the problem yeah. the problem was how can i remain consistent with being active yeah when i got my car i didn't walk mm-hmm. walking kept me fit yeah. i would walk everywhere mm-hmm. public transportation i would have but i would rather walk you know from farragut north to foggy bottom if i if yeah. i needed to um, but having a routine, like going to work, having to drive everywhere and sitting down and doing these things weren't helpful for me. But the moment that I found time in my day to exercise and sweat and release, you know, certain toxin toxins mm-hmm. from my body. Endorphins. Yeah, it was very therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. And I think some of some of the things that I was worrying about. They didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. They were they were problems, but I don't know. It just balanced. Like working out gave me a sense of balance. Mm-hmm. I, it it feels like working out helps you release negative thoughts, negative energies. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you discipline. It gives you drive. Right. Um, it makes you want to eat more healthier. You know, because mm-hmm. you can't you can't eat anything healthy, anything unhealthy or anything heavy before you work out because mm-hmm. you won't have the feel the need to work out. Definitely. And I remember us, you know, after a good workout, we would go back to the crib and just meditate. Mm-hmm. And that sense of euphoria, mm-hmm. like it's hard to explain. It's like getting high without getting high. Mm hmm. You know, your body and your mind and your your spirit just felt at peace. Exactly. And that's what's funny because I felt so grateful for every part of my body mm. because I could feel what I was doing to make it better. Yeah. 
we worked our our arms, worked out our legs. Did and she the was cursing me out the whole time. <laughs> but I felt great, you know, yeah. like just that release and the fact that you have to focus on that one thing makes you mindful of the the, the state and presence of what you're doing. Yeah, I don't have to worry about everything else in that moment. Yeah, I'm just focused on this one thing. This one thing, mm-hmm. and that helped me with every other part of my life where it allowed me to focus on that one thing. Mm-hmm. But the moment that I stopped working out, you know, once I got pregnant and had the baby, like everything just everything just broke down for me. Yeah. And I didn't have that stability or that more scattered pattern of yeah. consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no longer there. So I think that that feeling of anxiety, paranoia, depression came right back. Mm. And I didn't have anything to bolster or support it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, And speaking of that, like, we go through so much (laughs) as a people. I think another issue that we have is um, not being able to have resources to deal with our mental Mm. state yeah some of us have lost people due to coronavirus Mm. but we still have to go to work and we still have to take care of responsibilities but there's no acknowledgement of what just happened Mm. or what we're still going through during this pandemic no time to mourn or or figure out Mm -mm. how to cope with that yeah and it doesn't help that our leader doesn't even know how to deal with the situation we don't feel protected Everyone, I feel like everyone, yeah. regardless of what race you are, we, we don't feel protected. We have countries that are now banning us from going to their countries out of fear of their um, numbers and cases resurging. Yeah, their progress being... Um, yeah, like we're at one, 150,000 deaths. And I don't mm. know how many people have contracted coronavirus at this point. It's probably mm. over a million. It's probably more than that. Yeah, I think. It's probably more Where than that. New Zealand has zero cases. <laughs> what baffles me is okay. Close the schools. Yeah. Everybody's home from work, but grocery stores and Are Walmart still open. is still open. They're essential. Essential, yes, but why not figure out? I mean, you got Instacart and delivery stuff like services. that. Delivery ser- mm-hmm. delivery services. Why not make that mandatory instead of? letting people go into these places i mean they set certain parameters no more than 10 people in a store everybody's staring six feet but a lot of these researchers still don't understand why this virus is spreading so rapidly um well there was this whole debate just recently with dc and pg county schools Mm. where they wanted to open schools what sense does that make? None, none whatsoever. When children are children, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't really... And children are full ensure, of germs. Yeah, you can't ensure that they can practice social distancing. Mm-hmm. Not only that, like, you're talking about reopening schools, but you're having this meeting virtually. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not safe to go to work to have a meeting, but you want you, you were considering opening schools. That's crazy. That's stupid. And look at all the people, all the the teachers and and administrators who lost their jobs, that had to retire early or Mm -hmm. have uh, immune deficiencies that had to quit. Like, it's a lot of people losing their jobs behind this craziness. Yeah. How about this? We'll talk about jobs in a second, but Mm. I was reading as well that 
we can do this. We can close schools until this subsides. Mm. Because there was a time in the 50s or 60s where they closed school because they didn't want black people to integrate in those schools. Mm. I forget what state it is, but if that can happen and school was closed for a year because of that, yeah, we can close for a pandemic, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I also feel like because it is a pandemic, give people a break. Mm. You don't have to enforce people to teach or have school right now when everybody is mentally like trying to figure out what the hell is going on and when this is going to end. It's just, I feel like it's too much right now. It's, it's, it's a too lot. too much to process. And then the divisiveness of left wing, right wing, when there's no mutual understanding, mm -hmm. like facts are facts. People are dying. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't wear your mask, you can transmit that disease to somebody. Oh, that pet, whatever, that sickness to somebody mm -hmm. else. And there's people out here who are refusing to wear masks or socially distance or right. have Corona parties just to see who can catch it first. Like that's, mm. America is in a sad state right now. I think maybe a lot of us are dumbed down or just don't care or just want to see the world burn. I feared, I actually feared that this would happen. Like mm. a time would come when something so tragic and crazy would happen in America. Mm. And even with that craziness, we still can't come together. We still can't make a decision to protect ourselves mm. as citizens of this country to make it better like everybody is separate everybody's doing their own thing and even if people are dying if you're not seeing it it doesn't matter do you believe that um throughout the years americans have become more i don't know if this is a word dehumanized like are we becoming do we like a little bit more empathy about each other every decade yeah. whether it be because social media the media that we see on tv mm -hmm. like crazy movies that deals with a lot of horror gut uh blood and violence and i don't think it's dehumanizing but it desensitizes us desensitizes and us. it doesn't allow for us to feel anything but wouldn't we consider ourselves human because we feel? Mm, good question. I, like right now, I'm just start, I'm starting to question everything, everything that's around us, and how people react. Like America is a mess. It's been a mess, it, right? So <laughs> if we've been a mess, and, it's and then getting it's getting worse, it, right? If 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 it's been a mess and the pandemic happens. Of course, we're going to be worse than other countries because mm. we don't even have our SHIT together. Yeah. We have so many other underlying pro problems. And also the fact that we just had protests. Mm. We still are going through a pandemic, but because we have so many issues that are occurring that require us to protest and be on the streets. Yeah. This thing is not going to die down. No, it's not. There were just no social distancing practice during protests. Millions they, of people all over right, the world. And they claim together. that nobody contracted coronavirus from. But the, how would the, they know? Exactly. Hmm. I don't believe I don't believe nobody or no one or 
not a large percentage of people got coronavirus from marching. I, I believe they did. And it was going on for weeks. It's, I think it's still going on in, in a lot of places. Mm. Breonna Taylor. Yeah. You know, that's still an issue that the people who killed her have not been prosecuted or arrested. Mm. So people are still on the streets fighting for her justice. If the world is listening, man, America needs some help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us we need some tips. We, we need got, some, we help, need some man. help. And, need and that's some the help. thing. Like, we've shut down everybody else in the world and talked about how, you know, some people are shit, like, come from shithole countries and mm-hmm. all, all these different things where we've been projecting and pointing the fingers at other countries and saying, well, they need us to invade them so we can protect their people when we can't even protect our own. Yeah, we're we're, li- we're living in a war zone right now. This is a civil war, not so much the pandemic, but the, the racism in this country has never died down, and I think it's gotten worse. Racism is 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 a disease. Yeah, I think it was a quote that Ab- Albert Einstein said that. Um, I'm just saying it loosely. Don't don't don't. It's not the exact quote. It's not a, mm-hmm. the exact quote, but it said racism is a disease that only white people can have. Racism is a disease that only white people can have. Yeah, and um, I'm not talking about the average Joe Blow white person. I'm talking about the top maybe one percent that keeps us to keep us fighting each other to distract us from what's really going on at the top. What do you think some of our historical disparities and forms of discrimination have been that are still like really prevalent today? I say um, the war on drugs, the the crack epidemic, the, the heroin epi- epidemic. You still affects us today? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. On one case is, oh, lock up black people because they're addicted to this drug. Um, a lot of people don't, people, black people are not growing coca leaves in their backyard and making crack out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're, some, somebody or some people are shipping in this, this, this product from Southern south america like other 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 continents and countries and we were affected the most by it because back in the civil rights era um a lot of police brutality and then um which rose the 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 malcolm x and the martins and um the, the the black panthers and in order to, I guess, shut those movement, movements down, uh, those people, quotation marks, put drugs in, in those communities. And the same communities that were fighting back in those days are now coked up. Uh, or dead. Dead, cracked out. And then what baffles me is when white people get hooked on those same opioids that same coca leaf it's a pandemic so let me ask you this you've seen that well you just mentioned that in history these things were brought into our communities Mm. and 
our people died from it, right? Mm. Because they were addicted to these things. If historically they have been things that have been brought into our communities to kill us, Mm. why do we continue to repeat the pattern of indulging in those things? Why do we continue? Maybe it's Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know. Because that's part of the reason why it was very hard for me to smoke weed Mm. or to do drugs because I felt like it may be fun and great to do it, but my people are being arrested for that thing. And now my, people can have multi-billion right, exactly. dollar now industries it's, right, Exactly. Weed. But before, at the time before when it was still illegal, mm. I didn't want to engage in those things because I felt like if I did it, I'd be part of the problem or part of the issue of it affecting our communities. Mm. Like, it just felt wrong for me to indulge in something that's going to affect... Black people... Messed up things have been happening to black people, black and brown people in the United States for eons. Like Mm. since the United States was conceived as a country. Mm. So after being beat up for so long, you become numb to it. And I think those type of drugs like weed and all this other stuff like it's it's a, a numbing mechanism to mm. so then you don't care it's not you don't care it's about not consequences. i don't i don't care it's that i don't want to feel anything you don't want to i don't i don't want to feel hurt anymore so i'd rather not feel anything at all so but if you if you do that thing that they have put in your communities wouldn't that be hurting you in a sense? It's I don't know. It's deep. It's just like the word, the N-word. We've right. been called the N-word for so long. We took it, made it our own. And I'm not saying it's right, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> maybe it's now it's like, quote, uh, a word of endearment. But I think that we'd... Um, Marijuana, people have been using that for forever, right? For thousands but then, of mm-hmm, years, yeah. for thousands and of I years. And I agree with that. And whether it be for making medicinal clothes, pers- mm-hmm. whether it be for medicinal purposes, whether it be for making paper, mm-hmm. um, whether it be sharing the peace pipe with the Native Americans, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that medicinal use, I guess in a sense, can be spiritual, but the overuse of anything is not bad. Yeah, I see where you're getting at, and I'm not disagreeing about weed. I was just giving it as an example on why I didn't choose to do it, Yeah, because I feel like right now, in comparison to COVID-19, people around us, like our own people are dying, but we can't wear our mask properly. Mm. You know? It's, It's obvious that we're being affected by this, but it's almost as if these things happen to us, not just COVID-19, but there's certain things that happen to us Mm. where we're not trying to take the initiative to do the opposite so that we ensure that our people aren't affected. I mean, there's, you know, as well as I do, that black people are not monolithic. 
There's some people who care about the uh, community, Mm -hmm. and there's some people who really don't give a shit. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and excuse me, a lot of that is because of, I think a lot of us are raised by nurture or nature or both. You know what I mean? Or nurture, nature, or survival. Nurture, nature, nature survival. survival, or not raised at all. Raised at all. And especially in the black community, where in the early 90s, they passed a bill that three strikes, you go to jail. They mm. locked up a, a tremendous amount of black males and <clears throat> broken that family system. Mm-hmm. And especially in D.C., I see a lot of mental illness and people who just giving up because they don't have that structure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like I seen a video the other day where a bunch of black boys um, <clears throat> utterly disrespected a black woman and threw her in the garbage can. Mm. You know what I mean? And this happened in D.C. Yeah. And it just shows that they have no respect for themselves or anybody else around them. And it shows that if you don't have a parent or some type of role model to show you that type of respect or if they don't love it's just that right there showed me that they don't love their mother. Yeah. Because if they love their mother they or grandmother, they would never do that to another woman. So so that broken family system, that broken structure, that broken foundation for a lot of black and brown Americans here shows us that <clears throat> a lot of us don't really give a shit. Or value ourselves. Or value ourselves or lack self-love mm-hmm. or self-appreciation or love for the community. You know, and then you have people on one side who had all that. And they can show you self-love, self-appreciation. And then you got people in the middle who had that family system, Mm -hmm. but still don't give a shit. Right. But that's why initially I felt like my choice at the time to not smoke weed was Mm -hmm. because I felt like if I did it, I'd be part of the problem. Or not being sensitive to the fact that somebody's sitting in jail because they made that choice. Yeah. And I know anyone can do whatever they want, but that was my own personal choice. Mm. Where and I think I got this from my dad because he doesn't drink because he knows that he comes from a family of alcoholics. Yeah. So if he's going to drink and jeopardize his family for that drink that he had and then mm. takes it a little too far, everything that he has is gone, right? So just my choice to make that decision at the time was like, okay, I, I can make choices that can make a difference for at least one person, you know, another person. Yeah. So I feel like when it comes to things that we know that are bad for us, like maybe the foods that we eat or the things that we do that may affect situations like leaving your girlfriend with your child, you mm-hmm. know, and just thinking, well, she got it, you know, like I can do me. Like, mm-hmm. she's too much, and I don't... We're not respecting ourselves and our futures for the next generations of, like, our family line. <clears throat> and another thing that 
a lot of people self-medicate to cope with their mental illness. That's their therapy. Whether it be depression mm. or anything else along those lines. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think that's why a lot of people, you know, maybe partake in weed or do a little coke here and there. or mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do use alcohol to, uh, uh, I guess, alleviate whatever pain it feels absolutely but it doesn't help at all it just covers covers up for the moment that feeling exactly Mm -hmm. i agree with you and i think that everybody everybody can experience things you know like i'm not saying it's a bad thing to experience or do certain things that you make choices for but when it comes to us as a people that are already discriminating there's certain choices that i want to make to make sure that i'm not the problem yeah and try to find solutions of how to make our situations better yeah you know and which is why like i try my best to treat you like the king that you are you Mm -hmm. know because i know if you go outside somebody cannot look at you the way that i see you yeah and appreciate you for who you are as a person because you're black Mm -hmm. with very black hair Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a very black structure that may be fearful for somebody else. Like I feel that it is my responsibility to make make our immediate family excel and be proudful of ourselves and to make choices that enhance our success and enhance our our situation mm. or make the better of our situation, you know? Yeah. For what we have and what we've got. It's- it's definitely um it's definitely rough for black and brown people in the United States because the trauma and the PTSD mm-hmm. and not only do I have to worry about the police but I have to worry about somebody who looks like me mm-hmm. you know and <clears throat> just the thought of that <clears throat> Excuse me. Just the thought of that is traumatizing. It's, it's, it doesn't make the situation any better for us as a whole. Definitely. And mm-hmm. certain people just react in negative ways because of that. Because they just need to cope. They need to just. <laughs> yeah. That's why I get a little bit upset when non-black African American, like non-black non-African-Americans who are African, who are Mm. black, that don't come from that culture, who say African-Americans are the worst Mm. or, you know, they have no work ethic or Mm. just comments like that make me upset because you guys are very resilient, but Mm. also we can't ignore the fact that slavery is a result of what's, you know, is a result of we're a product of the system. Yeah. We're a product of the system. Not only was it slavery, it was segregation, Jim Crow, um, redlining, um, s- certain school districts. Um, it's all a system that was created a long time ago to keep a certain class under a certain class right so there are no effective ways to acknowledge that acknowledge all of the things that you went through 
and acknowledge the things that you are still going through that are affecting your well-being without even you noticing that it's affecting your well-being. Yeah. And a lot of us don't know our history or don't know where, where these feelings or even care to know. Yeah, are coming from. So it's like, how do you continue to try and appreciate yourself or try to make a difference in your own life? Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just get annoyed because, like, some of my Uber rides when people, we get to talking and, you know, things like, where are you from? And I tell them. But how they mention, like, yeah, you know, African Americans are lazy and blah, 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 blah. Just certain people where I've heard that more than once. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't even know. Like, you don't even you don't even care to know that's, what they've been through. I think that's just lack of communication. Yeah, you're right. If, if you're only getting information about a certain people from the media, mm-hmm. whether it be a media that black people don't even control, so they can't control the narrative right. of how people perceive us, of course people are going to think that. But that's just why, like yeah. Just like <clears throat> they used to show commercials on give five cents a day to help this child or child in africa you know what i mean when people are thriving and have the the most beautiful houses (laughs) in major cities like lagos or something Mm -hmm. but if you go to a village and they find like the 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 skinniest little kid and do these uh uh, drives for them like that's all we were getting getting in america like there was misinformation about the both of us yeah Mm -hmm. and comic books they would depict Africans as um, spear-holding, loincloth-wearing people mm-hmm. with bones around their necks. Like, if that's the only information that we're receiving about them, without them telling us who they are as a people, of course they're going to assume. I think <clears throat> America's problem is, the one main problem is, there's no communication at all with anyone. Mm-hmm. We're all trapped in our little bubbles. We're all trapped in our little tribes. Some of us might go to the same church with a group of people, a group of people who have the same ideals and, 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 and mindset as Mm. us. And it's no, it's not challenging whatsoever. I do believe that it is also vice versa. Like I'm not saying Africans. Yeah. African Caribbeans are the ones that are targeting African Americans, mm. but African Americans also have some level of it's crazy um, misinformation about Africans. Because mm. I remember when I first moved here, and they're like, you know, what w- what would you do at home? Like, did you have like, did you have to go to school with no clothes on, or did you have mm. to go to school with no shoes on, or make fun of the way that I spoke, <laughs> or even say uh, African booty scratcher, and yeah, all these demeaning things mm. and and stuff like that. I remember. We used to have a, a Nigerian uh, kid, I forget his name, mm. um, in elementary school. And they used to talk about him. They they used to, like, just get on him because right. he didn't wear, like, the same clothes or mm-hmm. he talked a specific way or um, his hair texture uh, wasn't combed down or brushed right. so he had waves and stuff. Like, he was a different type of black person. Mm-hmm. And um, they used to get on this guy and i'm pretty sure he he suffered a lot of like depression and this that and the third because it was lack of communication i would stop talking to my mom in my language Mm. at you know even at school like i feel so embarrassed if i was pointed out and they would 
like teachers would ask about what my history is like because I would see people smirking and laughing mm-hmm. or like mimicking the way that my grandfather's name was or mm-hmm. the way that I spoke at the time. Like my accent was very thick, mm-hmm. you know, British colonial accent, but it was um, something that wasn't heard before. So it was a joke. But can you imagine like what would that would feel like for a child? Yeah, being so, picked on yeah. For, for just being who you are is is mm-hmm. is nuts. Yeah, and it was definitely a culture shock. I guess we can have another episode mm-hmm. segment about it. But um, we are more alike than different. Yeah. And I think the moment, well, we're starting to learn that now as Africa and African pride is a trend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I hope that trend remains because it's important for us to know who we are and to know how connected we are as a people. Yeah. I love how African-Americans are being invited by Ghanaians to move there, mm-hmm. as well as I think Liberia and Gambia mm-hmm. have open doors for African-Americans who are interested in repatriating. Um, you know, that's not necessarily where they may have originally come from, but at least there's an invitation that has been extended for them to move. Yeah. Because uh, America's not looking pretty. It's not looking pretty. <laughs> and some of us are not strong enough to uh, survive here. Yeah. 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 But, so, um, patterns, I, you know, I think it's important for us to know how, where we began in history and how things are for us now to figure out what things we can do to make a difference and to make sure that we excel as a people. Mm. I read this bogus, well, it may be facts, it's supposedly scientific, but in 10 to 20 years, Africans, people of African descent living in America are going to be the poorest Mm. out of everyone, three times poorer than everybody else. Mm. And I don't want to believe it, but... I think the way that the system is structured now, Mm. it could be some truth behind that, but... There's a lot of black entrepreneurs here, man. And mm-hmm. I think it's our duty to pass that knowledge down to maybe two or three people. And they pass it down to two or three people and, and keep that cycle going. So mm-hmm. those premonitions or predictions do not come to fruition. Absolutely. And not only that, I think we need to do a better job of supporting our brothers and sisters who have businesses. Mm-hmm. We have so many people in these areas that are considered food deserts who are trying to build and make sure that there are healthier options for us, like juice bars. We have Turning Natural, mm-hmm. the Water Hole community, mm-hmm. and, you know, Spizzy in these areas where we are, they are people that are trying to make a difference and yeah. make sure that we remain healthy and have the best care, considering that you know, the entire United States don't have the same ideas in mind for our future. Yeah, man. We got to work for ourselves. Um, Definitely. Can I uh, end it with a quick quote? Yes, please. That relates to the topic? Yes, please. All right. Uh, this is by Albert Einstein. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we use when we created them. Hmm. That's deep. That's deep. Thank you so much for listening. Is there anything else you want to say? We really appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen to us. Um, yeah. And be well. And, and, and I hope you uh, make it through these trying times. Yes. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>